Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My lips are dry. You want some lip gloss? I bet, no, I put on chapstick, but I think I'm just getting to that scene. And, and like my biggest insecurity is that dry lips. I hate dry lips. And I see, if I see other people's dry lips, I like say, I call it out. Doesn't I, they make you want to like peel off the skin? Ew, what? <laughs> no, I just want to give them Vaseline or like some type of chapstick. Did we check the focus today? Yeah, the focus is good. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back, guys, to the Cousin Connection Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Why'd you say like that? I almost forgot what the intro was for a second. <laughs> That was me last week. What? I actually forgot the intro. But we did it fine. Because uh, my brain oh, caught on. Oh, like quick. caught on real quick? Yeah. Oh my God, actually, I have something to say. What? So I went into the office. <sighs> Tell me, Sarah. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, Sarah. I had to go into the office. One second, I kicked out my headphones again. <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, I had to go into the office mm-hmm. four times last week. My only day home yeah. was Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is like a whatever day. Like, I don't even mind being in the office on that day. Yeah. But like by Thursday mm-hmm. or sorry, no, by Friday, I was like, I don't know how we used to do five days a week. Mm. And for those of you that actually have to go into work five days a week or more, I sincerely like my heart truly goes out to you because yeah. I was exhausted and I would I was in my bed by like 945 at the latest. Mm-hmm. 9.30 if it was like, you know, or 9, nine o'clock regularly. But yeah. like if it was late and I was trying to push it, mm-hmm. 9.45, I was already in bed and I was like, damn. 9.45? Why are we going to sleep so early? Because I wake up at 5. Oh, you need your full eight hours? Ew, if I had to wake up at 5? First of all. 11 o'clock. I'm first of all, why are you judging? Okay. Why are you judging? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy? What? I don't even have to drive myself to work. I get rides to work. You get so, rides to work too? Yeah, so I sleep on the drive to <laughs> this whole i was actually about to make a copy i was like yeah and you know she has to drive all the way there <laughs> or she has to take the subway all the way there too guys no. but no you're literally getting like a chauffeur i actually have not been on the ttc and i don't remember the lot maybe like two years <laughs> two years I, I avoid it like the plague damn we gotta say this we gotta say this with a posh accent i do not even touch the ttc the anymore TTC is cool. <laughs> no i'm just kidding honestly the ttc yeah. is just it's terrifying mm-hmm and they got rid of the express. Like, so oh, I don't yeah. live near. Okay. I'm not going to say where I she live. She lives. But I don't live near a subway <laughs> station. So I have to take a bus to get to the nearest subway yeah. station. And then on top of that, it used to be like an express bus mm-hmm. that would at least take me to like the TTC subway station. Yeah. They canceled that one. What? Wait. They canceled that Because they used route. to have the train at uh, like uh, the Scarborough Town area or something like that. The RT? The RT. Yeah, it's not existent anymore. It's not existent anymore, right? But before the, before they even got rid of that, there yeah. was an express that would take me like to Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And that's how far east I live. Yeah. <laughs> but they got rid of that express bus. No. The, the, the fact that like our ttc or our public what do they call it public transportation, transportation has gotten worse instead of yeah, better over time yeah. like you think that these things would progressively get better over time like okay it was bad at one point it gets better over time it actually progressively gets worse 
But like, let me tell you, okay? So, was it th- Thursday mm-hmm. night or was it Wednesday night? See, the days are all blurring together. It was either Wednesday or Thursday night. It yeah. was raining, and um, I had to stay late at work. So it's not only am I going into work every day, but I had to stay late, mm-hmm. which is like just like double homicide type of situation. <laughs> you know? Yeah, double homicide. So I'm leaving. It's like six thirty. It's pitch black. It's mm-hmm. raining. I'm just like. Ugh annoying commute home mm-hmm. whatever i take the go train it's going to be 30 minutes to scarborough and mm-hmm. then i can get a ride from home from the station yeah so i leave the office with my coworker, and she she's like oh i drove in today and i was like oh, okay like, cool mm-hmm. we don't even live like she literally lives in hamilton so like Ooh, opposite directions yeah right she's like you know what i'll just drive you to union then so mm-hmm. you don't have to walk in the rain and i was like oh i was gonna take the path but like thanks that's yeah. nice of you the path is a place set oh, right. under all the buildings. If I you realized. don't know, if you're not from Toronto. Yeah, for those of you that aren't from Toronto, we have something called the path where it's like... It's basically like a whole city <laughs> underground. <laughs> that makes it sound kind of scary, though. It does, because it's like a, it's like a dead city, a ghost city now. Because it used to be all these stores and it'd be open, yeah. but now like all, ah. all of them are, are... A lot of them are closed. No, okay, during the week? Yeah. Business hours, it's like popping. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Think about it like an underground... Uh, mall but also path that goes throughout the whole city yeah well or main downtown, downtown area yeah. yeah so i was gonna just walk take the underground path mm-hmm. um and she's like oh don't worry like two seconds to get to union from mm-hmm. where i work right so i was like okay fine so we get to the car whatever we pull out of the thing yeah. and she's like should i take this street or this street they both have construction so we were like which one has less construction yeah so we opted for the other one so we were driving down adelaide mm-hmm. obviously the road is now closed so we're like, okay, detour. Yeah. So we're turning. And then she, then like, no every GPS time, at any point? So at first, no, because she's like, oh, I'll just be able to turn on the next street mm-hmm. as you normally would assume downtown, yeah. right? Then every single one was closed. So she's like, turn on the GPS. I was like, okay. So I put in the GPS. You, you know where I work, right? Yeah. So imagine from there to Union. And at this point, I think we had gone down yeah, that's a That's like a five-minute walk, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Max 10, like yeah. if, it's, if it's really busy. But around there, mm-hmm. the GPS literally said 30 minutes to Union. 30 so, minutes? Yeah, three zero. I was like, wh- I'm like, I'm getting out of the car. Yeah. I'm just going to walk like well, 30 minutes. Yeah. So she's like, no, Which no, no. Which kind of sucks because she took you further away. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. So she's like, but you're further away and it's raining. Like yeah. it was heavy rain too. Yeah. So I'm like... Whatever, man. I'm just gonna take the L. I don't have an umbrella. It's fine. I'm going mm-hmm. home. She's like, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'll, I'll turn. I'll turn back around. Yeah. I'm not even. Just, so we're following the GPS to try mm-hmm. and like find an alternate route. It literally said, like, it put a big X and said, no more alternate routes available. And it just stopped. Like it literally just turned Your off. Your GPS like figure it out. Yeah, figure <laughs> it out. I-, I can't help you. You're on your own. <laughs> We were like, what? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. That shows you how bad the construction is on our, on these it's streets. It's disgusting. It's so bad. Even the GPSs are giving up. But then, so then she's like, put in your address. I'm like, you're you're literally not driving me home. Like, yeah. you live in Hamilton. Yeah. And I'm on the basically border of Toronto. Mm-hmm. So she's like, no. Well, I guess we're on opposite ends of Toronto. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, it's okay. Let's just see how far it is. Mm-hmm. It was at 52 minutes. She was like, what's 20 more minutes? (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't. So I was like, no, like I, I, my heart couldn't, I genuinely couldn't accept it. Yeah. And she's like, honestly, at this point, like you're so far from union that Mm -hmm. by the time we get to union, I'll get to your house faster. 
Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to pay for your gas and your time then. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting on to the DVP. Mm -hmm. The DVP was like packed, but it was moving at least. Mm -hmm. So the time got lesser and lesser. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, you know what? What's your address? Let me look up how far it is from my house. At first, it said an hour and 37 minutes. And I was like... So you want to do that's this? from your house or from where you guys were from my house which doesn't factor in the 52 minutes that we're going to take to get to my yeah. house so then when we finally make it to my house less in less than 52 minutes mm-hmm. we got there in like 45 why did you just tell her to like take you to like the go station at scarborough because she was like if i'm gonna drive to scarborough i'm gonna just drive you home yeah so we make it to my house and i look it up again and i'm like okay let's just see how far your house mm-hmm. is and i said an hour and 14 so i felt a little bit like better yeah you know and then um i made it home in one piece she got home before eight and i was like okay still man like, i know i know and i what's was like her background she's italian she's italian yeah maybe it's that mediterranean you know that i don't know that they got they got a little bit of that arab spirit in them because you know they're so close <laughs> no 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 no. she yeah she really is like she yeah. she treats me like family she always brings me baked goods from mm-hmm. her mom yeah and her mom ba- oh it's like you know when you have like those really good mm-hmm. she makes these oatmeal chocolate chip cookies yeah honestly i'm gonna make her listen to this episode she already follows us and supports us yeah. too but she's gonna be really happy so jord if yeah, you're listening you know, to this <laughs> A, a, a Norwegian person would never, okay? A, a Norwegian European, A European would never, like... Well, she's Italian. Let's no, I mean, like, that. you know, the northern part. Because mm-hmm. you hear about what they do, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Like, they're so bad, where essentially, if you go to someone's house for dinner, mm-hmm. they expect you to pay for, like, everybody to split up dinner, like you went to a restaurant. I'm sorry, what? That's the thing. No, it's not. Yeah, they're like, okay, this is how much the ingredients were, and they split that up. Don't lie. You know? And then, like, let's say... I'm never going to... Why would you invite me, then, if you're going to make me pay? I might as well just go out to eat. That's their culture. And also, I know another part of their culture, like, let's say, you know how when you go to a kid's house, mm-hmm. or your friend's house, and your yeah. kids? Yeah. You're playing at the house, and, like, it's time for dinner. Yeah. Usually, the family would be like, hey, kids, okay, let's come down, let's let's eat dinner, whatever. The kid who's visiting the house will stay in his friend's room while the kid goes downstairs to eat with the family. And this they, can't they're, be they're not allowed to feed them. Well, they don't feed them, I mean. Not that they're not allowed, but they don't feed them. That can't be true. It's true. Culturally. No, that, that culturally. True. I'm sure individuals will be different, but culturally, that's what they do. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, those people would never. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. No, George treats me like family. She always offers to like, she's like, do you want to come to Hamilton and mm-hmm. stay at my house? I'm like, <laughs> it's so far. Yeah, the fact that Hamilton now is a regular commute for a lot of people. Yeah. It's actually crazy because a lot of people, even in my office. Oh, almost who, all of them yeah. don't live in Toronto. Yeah. Some of them even further than Hamilton. Like there's a place called, I think it's called Bradford or something. It's like right outside. No way. Someone commutes from Bradford. Yep. Every day. No way. Every day. They go into the office every day too what mm-hmm. what time do they leave 4 a.m probably like five five six o'clock because they start earlier too insane yeah but people just do that like for them it's a regular thing now mm-hmm. listen listen i understand the whole in-office culture mm-hmm. but i'm like companies better start acting like at least pay for my commute because yeah. they're paying like 15 dollars one way just to take the go train mm-hmm. if they're not driving and if you're driving you're paying for the insane gas prices that we have yeah like if people <gasps> were to factor insane. in how much they're paying for their travel i think i did it once and like it can be because i drive really far too technically like if i i'm talking about how people are driving from hamilton and bradford and stuff i technically drive the same distance they do 
because I'm coming from Scarborough and I work in Brampton, which if you don't know, is our complete opposite sides of the city. And with traffic, like the timing is crazy. It's because now traffic is completely trash. What time do you start? Nine? No, eight. Okay, what time do you have to leave to get there? Seven. Or like Only yeah. an hour? Yeah, for me in the morning it takes an hour. Because I, I leave oh, right you know what, though? before it gets really bad. It's also, I'm not going to say which is your highway entrance, but mm-hmm. you kind of bypass that initial. Exactly. Mm, yeah. So okay, I forgot. In fact, I'm thinking about it from, like, I, I start, varies on the day. It, it's between mm-hmm. eight and nine, depending on if I have Yeah, meetings. I prefer to start earlier because it, the of fact the that I can avoid that. But just going back, I'm always going to hit traffic. Like, it's really, really bad to the point where sometimes I'll work out in the west yeah. to let the traffic kind of die down a little bit before I start driving back. How long is your drive home? It can, if it's really bad, it can take like an hour and a half. Yeah. That's so those people going to Bradford and to Hamilton, like they're honestly just doing the same commute a lot of us are doing, get trying to just get across the city. It would be better if if you were still driving within the city. It's just traffic is so bad that it's doesn't really make a difference where you are. <laughs> so here's my thing, okay? Yeah. Because recently, I think my algorithm has shifted a little bit on TikTok, mm-hmm. where it's showing me a lot of like, uh, real estate agents in the GTA mm-hmm. area. And it's honestly like, it makes me sick to my stomach. I feel like I sound like a Toronto girl. Yo, you're sick to my stomach, fam. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, no, no. Genuinely, like, yeah. it actually makes me feel helpless because they'll show like a loft apartment mm-hmm. for like $2 million. Yeah. Like, are you insane? I know. A loft. Well, a loft is pretty big, no? It, uh, you don't got walls and doors, fam. Is it's that just, what it is? No, I thought it's not ex- a studio apartment. No, a studio is when your bed and your living room and your kitchen are all in one yeah. open concept space. Yeah. A loft is where like you'll have the living room, kitchen, whatever, and then you have stairs. Mm-hmm. And then the upstairs area is your bedroom. But, oh, like, but it's like a shorter roof or something like that, right? It's a little shorter, but it's also like um, there's no door. Like it's just yeah. stairs. And it's like it's like a giant bunk bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Something no, like that. Yeah, but honestly, like living in the city is no longer... But Unless like, you're renting, is no longer uh, like a feasible option for a, a regular person. At I least. thought I thought rent was higher though. Hmm. Rent was higher than purchasing. No, like purchasing, you're dealing with a lot of other issues. Where especially beginning a condo, you have like the condos fees. You have but the parking is the fees. Same, no? no, renting is like one straight price. So well, it depends on where you're renting it from. Some mm-hmm. of them like they include, some of them they don't. But when you have a condo, you're dealing with you're. you're purchasing like a lot of you're not purchasing you're not only paying the mortgage you're paying like a bunch of other things on top of that but like okay but like it can be it can equate to it but like if you were buying two million dollar well okay it was also like a considered a bougie like Mm -hmm. have you heard of the brewer the brewery district it used to be like a brewery factory and then turned into like the studio space for cbc and then now they've turned it into like apartment lofts. Nah. Uh, well, like I probably know about it, but I just don't know what that that was called. What it was called. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it. But like, even regular, like just regular apartments mm-hmm. or condos, I guess. But I- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routes mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think that that's honestly the same story for every city in across North America now. Okay, okay. The cost, yes. Yeah. But when you actually look at the space, mm-hmm. like it's under a thousand square foot. So like the, the bedrooms are like tiny. Yeah. Like you can fit maybe a twin bed. And that's it. Yeah. That, it's very similar to what's going on. Well, what New York has been dealing with a lot of times. But like we don't have the benefit. The, the, the issue here is that we don't have the benefits that New Yorkers have when it comes to living there. Mm. Where like you're, you have, first off, a richer culture. Because yeah. like Canada, Toronto's culture and Canada's culture, Toronto's culture in general has been like dying yeah. over the past few years. Agreed. Um, and you don't have the uh, mobility. Not the, like the not upward mobility but like in america if you're living in america you have the ability to go anywhere else in america that you want for a cheaper price if you're in toronto like if you want to go anywhere else it's going to cost you minimum like eight seven seven eight hundred dollars just to go like to the next city over in a plane for some i don't know why yeah anything enter within the country is uh, 10 times you can fly from here to france and back twice to get from here to like vancouver sometimes depending on the when when you're buying your ticket not just that, but it's also like America, I feel like, has multiple major cities mm-hmm. where if you, for example, were born and raised in a major city, you could probably go. Like, obviously, the vibes are different. That's what I mean. You can move to a different place easily. And here, yeah. like, you know, a lot of Canadian, a lot of Torontonians did move from Toronto to like the West, like mm-hmm. to Alberta and stuff. And I'm sure you've seen the viral TikTok narrative. Maybe it was an Instagram reel, but like that video of the girl from Edmonton and she was like venting about mm-hmm toronto like toronto drivers oh really i didn't see that didn't see no it. she was saying like oh you guys are like whipping in and out of traffic like mm-hmm. just we'll wait until winter comes yeah because obviously alberta winter is completely different than the yeah. type of winter that we have here in toronto mm-hmm. um but it's just like you unless you're moving for like an insane amount of money due to a new job like i highly doubt somebody would move from like toronto to yeah and i don't know pei or something maybe i don't know but uh well now that's a lot a lot of people are doing they move to like halifax and pei and all these smaller places which aren't getting as much of the limelight because mm. before people start focused on it the cheap the prices don't really go too crazy right um but also the other thing that i was mentioning was like the upper mobility where there's a lot more opportunity in america versus here mainly because of the larger uh, population and also because there's just a lot more um, resources over there when it comes to like people you can interact with versus yeah. here where whenever I hear or listen to other podcasts where people are in that in the entertainment industry in general or in any industry uh, it's still very controlled by like s- certain elites and a lot of those elites are not people of color so they don't give people who don't look like them as much opportunities yeah depending on their field especially in the entertainment field so that's a big issue so yeah i I, so the fact that we're our prices are maybe even or equal or even higher than what you can find in new york is kind of crazy i know we have like the 
what do you call it? The uh, price difference or what you, the exchange difference, the yeah. converged it. But like still, it doesn't add, really add up. No, I know. And on top of that, it's like, I feel like when you're here in Toronto, it's either you live downtown and you're paying an arm and a leg for rent for mm-hmm. a shoebox or you move out of the like t- like Toronto core, like you're basically on the outskirts yeah. or in the GTA, I guess, if you're going to expand it. And then you're you're paying for it with your commute, whether it's through public transportation or you're driving in. Mm-hmm. And if you're driving in, you have to deal with the annoying traffic. Yeah, you have to sacrifice also family time. Like I don't care about driving and traffic and how much mm-hmm. that costs whatever it because the cost that it has on your family and taking away time from your family and friends it, i think is like that's so prices versus all that other stuff yeah because imagine like you finish work at four mm-hmm. but you don't reach home until like six thirty. Mm-hmm. like and then in the winter you know how it is the sun sets at four yeah so it's just darkness from four thirty onwards for the rest mm-hmm. of the night like it's just i don't know it's it's Hey, you know what? C'est la vie. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm just over it. I'm over the traffic, but I'm also over like the friggin' rush hour commute, like how the trains are always Mm. packed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could do something about it, but people just don't want to do nothing about it. So we can't physically do anything about it. Uh, You can vote. (laughs) Yeah, but have you? Remember, 37%, y'all. And a majority of those people were the people who want to stay in power. Just saying. Go out and vote. That that was our turnout last time for voting for mayor. And look who we got. You know, and then also for Doug Ford. Look who we got. The guy who, this is something else I want to talk, who's literally calling the people who are protesting on the streets, like terrorists. And they're, and oh, they're, I saw and they're, that. Yeah. And they're ironically calling the people on the streets who are protesting for Palestine, the people who are calling for genocide, when we're literally... Like it, it could not it, even satire can make sub like they're literally causing for calling for a ceasefire to stop a genocide. So the fact that now they're saying that these are the same people who are calling for a genocide, it breaks people's brains. And now they're turning on the phrase, you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. So now they're trying to. This is the new, I guess. Thing that the media is trying to do where they're trying to twist it and say like oh these people really want a genocide when they say that statement they mean they want to kill all the jews in israel how did they how did they even derive that huh because they believe that like essentially it's projection they think that if they were to give all the palestinian people freedom and and equality that they would immediately turn on all the jewish people and kill them all it's all projection because that's exactly what they did to the Palestinian people. This may be a hot take and potentially mm-hmm. may get us demonetized, but the only terrorism I see here and the only terrorist I see here is the Israeli government and the U.S. government and the and the U.K. government and the Canadian government. Well, it's not it's not really a controversial statement because it is true. No, I know, but I'm saying like the powers that be. Yeah. Also run youtube the platforms that we're on Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but it's just i I think it's not that i stopped being angry it's just i think Mm -hmm. i've reached a point now where it's like it's not the eyes that are blind it's Mm -hmm. the hearts that are blind not the eyes i think is the saying but also it's just at this point like yes obviously we're going to continue to try and call for uh like Mm -hmm. convince our governments which is crazy, like convince our government that what's happening in 
um, like occupied Palestine is actually a genocide. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if they've been ignoring what's happening in Congo, they've been ignoring what's been happening in Sudan, they've been mm-hmm. ignoring what's been happening in Syria, and and and, yeah. and 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 like, do we really think like? I mean, the only way, like, I think what people have to realize is the only way that you can really ha- push them to make an actual difference is to start hitting them where it hurts. You know, start voting in the people that support your causes yeah but you saw what by, happened to um like sarah jama yeah she was she was uh what was she called she was censured she um she essentially censored like she can't say anything yeah but she was also working. removed from the party from the ndp party oh was she removed completely yeah I, which is ironic enough because then didn't the ndp com- party come out later saying calling for a ceasefire did they end up calling for a ceasefire? yeah like they they put in a motion to like call a ceasefire and then it was voted out voted down by the parliament mm. so i i don't know they're, they're, they're always they're, the thing is that they're trying at the end of the day they're just gonna go with what they see is popular so they did that initially because the tides hadn't turned yet but maybe mm. they're doing that now because they feel like oh we want to be on like you know these we can grab their votes now maybe because the ndp lost a lot of seats recently in the in the recent elections so maybe they're trying to see oh if we start which is which is kind of sad but is also how politics works these days unfortunately is where like they just have to gravitate toward what they think they can get the biggest voter voter base from and i think canada i don't know how the population breaks down Mm. but maybe there is a significant voter population right now that is in support of a ceasefire and also freeing the Palestinian people. So there might be, you might see a lot of politi- politicians coming out soon that are going to try and go for that audience and grab that audience. But at the end of the day, like they can do all of that. Like most politi- politicians have, though. they make all these promises. Yeah. But once they get into office, it's the complete opposite. Right. Right. Like, I think I saw a video where they were talking about how, um, Justin Trudeau was t- running on like, getting clean water to the indigenous people in canada mm-hmm. he got into the office he's like oh it's really hard guys i can't really do this it's like what and then they're giving billions of dollars to other countries so <laughs> all of all of canada's wealth mm-hmm. and and might be another hot take is literally going to ukraine <laughs> yeah like every other day i'm seeing a post 3.5 million Five million, ten million, millions is billions, man. Is it billions that he said? Yeah, yeah it's we'll billions. see what I mean. Like at this point, like Ukrainians might as well get a Canadian passport because that's where all the tax money is mm-hmm. going. And it's also speaking of passports, it's ironic how they're saying like the Israeli government, you know, they have a right to do all these things, and uh, they're just defending themselves. But when it comes to like the Palestinians who haven't done anything, these are just people who were displaced years ago. They're not even allowed to go back. And like, are you going to really trust the government doesn't even let the people who originally are from this land even come back into their land and not even willing to give them some type of passport? Because any person from around the world, if you have a Jewish ancestry, Mm. you can go to Israel. The moment you step in Israel, you get a passport like you become a citizen immediately. But, you know, you know, what's crazy, though, is that as because it's been over a month now that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and okay we've said this before but obviously you guys know like what's been happening in on occupied palestine didn't just start on october 7th like it's mm-hmm. been happening i think this is just the most uh social media coverage it's ever gotten 
mm-hmm. like ever. Because in the past, when we've spoken about this, like even two years ago, yeah, we were talking about it then. Like the only people who actually post about it were those that have direct ties to Palestine, or they're Muslim, or they're Arab. Mm-hmm. So, and now it's like you're seeing it on such a massive scale where, like random people are posting like i'm learning about it from random people who aren't muslim they're not arab they have no ties to palestine they're just coming at it from a humanity standpoint mm-hmm. how many people have like there was like a book club for the quran like i just mm-hmm. <laughs> so like actually there's like you can even see like people's i think there's who's this girl megan rice? rice megan rice yeah yep. like you can see her like um path or like her her, her, her journey to her islam. journey exactly mm-hmm. to islam yeah i and literally like, watched her convert like uh say the shahada on uh tiktok live yeah I, I i heard about that was happening but she said she actually said it like two days before that yeah but she did it officially on tiktok live with uh i think one of the sheikhs I can, i'm not sure i don't know what his name was but yeah. i saw it yeah um but there there's also another lady who's who had like history with being jewish but also christian the black then, lady no she's oh. like a, a white jewish lady from like new york i think it's from new york what's but like, name i can't remember i'm really bad with names oh yeah names i'm not bad with are people like bisan and mutaz <laughs> uh and who's the other girl um, i can't pronounce her name plastia yeah plastia uh those are the people who are on the ground unfortunately mm-hmm. we haven't heard a lot from plastia recently at least as from what i've last checked yeah and there was actually a moment where we weren't hearing a lot from bisan mm-hmm. but fortunately she started posting again and now she's like essentially she's a reporter now yeah. because a lot of the re- press and reporters are have either been killed or have evacuated mm-hmm. from places like um al-shifa hospital which right now which right now is like in the middle or not in the middle of gaza but it's west gaza and is surrounded by israel uh troops at this moment and the thing is, ironically, they're not, they're telling them to evacuate, but the moment they try to evacuate, they start shooting at them. So they're kind of trapped yeah. in this hospital with a bunch of medical staff. And, you know, they were talking about... The thing is, is that you you know that these people really have no... They, they think of Palestinian people as subhuman because there was that whole story initially that came out where they said, oh, they killed 40 babies, Right. And then recent story came out where I think it was 39 or 40 babies who were on incubators had passed away because they had no, no fuel. fuel. There's no fuel, no electricity, no nothing, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't support them anymore. And then nothing. There was nothing from the people. No reaction at all. No change in what their stances were at all. Because And that shows how they have no real regard for them. And there's a lot of people who have said inflammatory statements like Jordan Peterson or like there was someone in Congress in America who said like, when someone else was speaking up about the ceasefire and speaking up for Palestinians, they're like, kill them all, you know, destroy them all. And they don't, and, and people say, oh no, but they mean Hamas. They're speaking about Hamas. They, they didn't, they didn't make any caveat when they were saying that. They didn't say, oh, I mean Hamas. They didn't, they didn't uh, fix their statement afterwards. You know what they're saying. They're, they're literally calling for a genocide. But people try and make excuses for them when they're not making the excuses for themselves. It's it's ironic, but we have to stro we have to be strong for them in these cases, right? Because we can't we can't just sit back and be like, oh, you know, it's horrible what's going on. We have to speak out about it by going to protest, but also making the boycotts. Yeah, by by showing uh, support through uh, where we where we put our money mm-hmm. and who we vote for. Which the the boycott movement, I think it's called the BDS movement. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, so there have been many different like like I know Starbucks is a big one, McDonald's is a big one. Those one, mm-hmm. those 
two corporations are really being targeted the most. Yeah. Um, I know Indigo was also being targeted specifically here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of like beauty makeup brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think before there was like this outrage because certain celebrities with a lot of power uh, and just like, I guess, um, influence mm-hmm. weren't speaking up. And so, yeah. you know, we've already spoken about that before. But then there was like the influencers, like social media influencers, mm-hmm. which I've seen in the last week, a huge turn of events mm-hmm. where a lot of them are now speaking up all of a sudden. And I'm like, it's because mm. of pressure from their audience. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, imagine like in the last month that all of this was happening, mm-hmm. you have influencers who are just posting about their regular day to day lives because if it doesn't directly impact them, like, why should they speak up about it? Mm-hmm. And without fail, in their comments, and especially on TikTok more than Instagram, like TikTok, mm-hmm. people are ruthless, and I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But they were literally bullied into speaking up about it, mm-hmm. and. It's, I think even probably they notice maybe their numbers are going down because mm-hmm. people are like, you know, I'm not going to support you anymore. Yeah. Like, for example, um, I forgot what his name is. Uh, there's this one guy, I think his name is like Adam Rose or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty big TikToker. He was called out by another, like he's Latino. Mm-hmm. Oh, he I was, think I saw this video too. Yeah. He was called out by another Latina influencer mm-hmm. who was like, where are all of our um latino supporters mm-hmm. or sorry influencers why aren't they speaking up about this and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden boom 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 he puts out a video mm-hmm. jalen and monet which we've spoken about monet before they are also two really big influencers mm-hmm. um both people of color and so people are like why aren't you guys speaking about it like you 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 have such a positive influence on people like you mm-hmm. should speak about it um they just put out videos in the last couple of days so i'm just like mm-hmm I guess better late than never and it's never too late to speak up about genocide. Yeah. But if it takes for you to be bullied, <laughs> literally bullied on the internet mm-hmm. in order for you to speak up about what's right, like... No, I wouldn't tell... Mm, because a lot of times they're not informed about what's happening. They just How think... How can they not be informed? They just think this is... Because timelines look different. I try and be as... You have to be as... As... Not forgiving because I've recently made this shift. You have to be as um what is it when you give someone like the, you have the you have to give them the as much of the benefit as a doubt as you can because you need the support now and to chastise someone for being maybe too late to the party at this point is not going to benefit anyone it's not that it's just like amir when we post content we see we don't, our comments we don't we see it they don't see it okay you're telling me they've got a whole month yes with that i find that like near to impossible okay it may be near to impossible but for them it may not look any different than when they start see when they started seeing posts years ago about what's going on in afghanistan or what's going on in yemen or what's going on in sudan or any of those locations they thought this is all the same because they don't have like they see all of this happening but like they're not going to give it as much interest as they when they saw posts about all those other locations i talked about but they so no, they but think the, it's all the same i'm, I'm saying been, they would see it because literally every celebrity and their mama posted about these 40 non-existent israeli babies that mm-hmm. were beheaded yeah so you're telling me they didn't have they had no clue they they definitely did i'm sure they knew something was going on but it didn't directly impact them mm-hmm. so they didn't pay it any mind but then eventually when their comments are being flooded with the palestinian flag and people are like yeah. how could you be doing this eventually they're like let me look into this real quick and mm-hmm. the adam rose guy straight up said you know what i'm not educated in this i don't even know 
what this is about. I had to go and do my research yeah. and watch videos and, and read up about it to even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And a simple research for him made him want to support Palestine. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, no, I'm not necessarily. Yeah, I'm good with all that. For yeah. me, it's like, let's not even say, not, let's not, let's not like make them feel bad. I'm not shaming them. Yeah, let's not shame them for the fact that they were late to the party because, like, I don't know. Everybody's journey is different when it comes to I know. finding out about this. No, I know. And that's why I said it's better mm-hmm. late than never. But it's just that, but then I'm still side eyeing the, the other celebrities that. Oh, yeah. Still... Side eye the other celebrities that aren't. But like. Like someone like Selena in, Gomez. Side eye them in that, like, hey, like, let's pressure them. Let's pressure them. Not side eye them, but pressure them. No, I'm side eyeing. Okay. Someone like Selena Gomez who. Mm-hmm. She has volunteered a lot for, like, you know, the event called We Day. Okay. Yeah. If it's someone who's. Has she a history. Yeah, she literally brands herself as a humanitarian. Yeah, if there's someone <laughs> has a history of being a humanitarian and completely acts blind to this whole situation, that's when I feel like you sh- they should be truly, maybe even have some chastation well, for what they're doing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. When she initially, so she signed Amy Schumer's like mm-hmm. petition or whatever, right, in support of Israel, even though in the past, mm-hmm. she actually did make a whole Instagram post about supporting Palestine, mm-hmm. like years ago. Yeah. So she signs Amy Schumer's thing. Mm-hmm. People are outraged by it. Yeah. And they're like, mess- like uh, sorry, commenting on all her stuff. And mm-hmm. so she basically says like, oh, this is too much for me and takes a social media break. Mm-hmm. People are like, why are you why are you personalizing this? How are you going to take a genocide in Palestine and make mm-hmm. it about you? Like, that's so wild. Yeah. Right? So then she comes back and tries to put out like a blanket statement mm-hmm. about, oh, I'm, I support Israel and Palestine. type. Like, you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. So then people attack her again and she's like, I'm done on the internet. Yeah. Just disappears again. But then her brand, Rare Beauty, the makeup brand. Mm-hmm. Here's the controversial part, okay? She puts out the the brand page. Oh, that's her brand? Rare Beauty? Yeah. You saw that what happened with that? Yeah. So she puts out the post about supporting Palestine, then puts in the charity that literally mm-hmm. is part of the IDF or supports the, the IDF. Oh, it does? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think I saw, it followed the idea. I don't know if it supported it. Did it support it? They definitely support it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, how? Like, Well, that's also, when someone shows you who they are, I think that's where also we should start shifting our focus on who we uh, influence, right? It's the same way as voting. Nowadays, even who you follow is a form of voting because you're giving that person some type of credibility yeah. and some type of and more influence. Yeah. So we should start following people more like Bisan mm-hmm. or Mutaz, like those guys who give us what's on the ground, but also the people who have been from day one supporting and calling out what's going on in Palestine currently, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I think someone talked about it, like they're like, yeah, the, a lot of these influencers are stupid. They're dumb. Mm-hmm. They, they like they they didn't reach where they are off of their intelligence. They had a talent, and anyone can have a talent. Right, and I can. Okay, look. There's, and they there's got a good two, manager. The manager is the person who's, who's giving them all these opportunities. There are two sides to that mm-hmm. um, argument, right? Because there are those that are like, "Why are you guys like so thirsty for influencers to speak out about these things?" Mm-hmm. Versus like, "Well, why aren't they speaking up about it?" Mm-hmm. I think the reason why people want influencers influencers to speak up is is exactly why because their title they are influencers yeah they have an influence clearly because that's that's how they got their platform mm-hmm. you know what i mean so why wouldn't you speak up about it 
Yeah. So as we're as we're looking to them to speak out about it, we should start building up other people who maybe don't 100%. have as much of an influence into a into a place where they can kind of start replacing these roles. Right. Or these people. Right, 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 uh, right. Because even though like the pool of influencers is very large, like if you can start shifting who's involved in that pool or who's part of that pool, then you can yeah. start shifting the focus on like the because advertisers can only stop saying we're going to support these influencers because they are speaking out about a Palestine for so long before they start realizing that like they have no one to to show off their products to them yeah that and also like uh, the point that i was trying to make earlier about the boycotting was like mm-hmm. it, it clearly is working and it's not just limited to like the muslim dollar anymore because mm-hmm. this is beyond just muslims and arabs like everyone is really hopping onto this boycott train mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing it because it's like the cool thing to do or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I guess just being more conscious about where your dollar is going and knowing where, like, and the thing is, is like, it's not, it's not like Starbucks just started supporting the idea. Mm-hmm. It's not like McDonald's just started, you know what I mean? Like these were things that have been happening all along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe it just, I think now there's like this emphasis of like, let's, let's actually get them where it hurts, mm-hmm. stop their income. And then yeah. they'll have no choice but to rethink their business strategy or where their money is going, you mm-hmm. know? And also, what one thing to mention about the boycotts is that the BDS movement, which is the one who kind of organizes all of this, it's important to actually, I think someone pointed, they also pointed this out where they're like, it's cool that we're all like boycotting these businesses that have a history of maybe supporting Israel. But we should go to the actual BDS site and they have a list of like, these are the main companies we should be boycotting right now. These are yep. the ones we really want to uh make a change with i think it says like siemens and hp and um so like some oil companies it is a bunch of like larger companies that maybe we don't deal with on a day-to-day maybe that's why it felt like we couldn't really boycott those because it's like we don't use those to begin with right um but then like there are subcategories on like which food places and all that mm-hmm. and i think starbucks and mcdonald's aren't really mentioned they're in there not too much. actually on it but those yeah. ones were the ones that are heavily being targeted right now which is yeah kind of funny. yeah so it is still showing that we can make a difference but that focus should eventually start shifting to the ones that feel like the, the ones that bds at least feels like they can make the biggest difference with you know which one broke my heart which one amazon Oh, see? So, like, that's a big one. Yeah. I think Disney was on the list or something like that, too. Disney's on there, too, yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing. And also, I wanted to give, like, the latest updates on what's going on. So, when it comes to... Let's go back, actually, to October 7th. Because there's a lot of updates that have been coming out. Before we do that, I think we should just take a really quick break. So, I wanted to give, like, the latest updates on what's going on. And I wanted to go back to October 7th because that's that's essentially what the main... A catalyst for all of this has going on and there's been a lot of like what we expected from the beginning there's been a lot of propaganda that's been spread from this event and now we're realizing that it's almost a complete opposite of what we initially what they initially reported it to be so they, i think they reported that like uh 1400 people were killed yeah. initially and they found out that two-thirds of those were like soldiers to begin with um so this was mainly a fight between soldiers. And then the Israeli government themselves admitted that they started destroying their own buildings to because they couldn't differentiate between uh, like Hamas soldiers and civilians. 
and they didn't want to gain let them gain, gain any ground so they would kill their they purposely killed their own civilians i feel like their tactic is like literally shooting in the dark yeah they, just like i'm just gonna get somebody yeah they're like <laughs> there might be a bad person here let's just bomb the whole area and then there was a festival that they said like 260 festival? people were killed from by hamas soldiers mm-hmm. it turns out that there was actually an apache helicopter an israeli apache helicopter that was indiscriminately shooting at the uh concert goers and uh who they thought were hamas fighters because they said they couldn't differentiate between who was the concert goers and who were the hamas fighters so they started just shooting and they actually ended up killing their own civilians so a lot of i'm not saying that hamas didn't kill anyone Mm. but it's clear and also from the first-hand accounts of the people who were at the raid and uh who the hostages themselves they said that like a majority of times uh, the hamas soldiers or the fighters they weren't looking for civilians to kill they were looking for uh police or the idf i think the idf is a police or something or or military men they they were trying to fight the military you know Mm -hmm. the people who had the weapons too so they this wasn't like a civilian versus hamas thing right also they tried to twist this and say that this is a war between Hamas and the Israeli government. And when you look at the numbers, first off, at this point, it's like 11,000 people have been killed. 11,000 civilians have been killed. And you can try and say, okay, like, yeah, but like how many of those people were Hamas soldiers? So people broke it down. They're like four to 5,000 of those people killed are children people under the age of 18 and then um three to four thousand of those people were uh women women and elderly people so you're already like unless you got babies out here with guns (laughs) and pregnant women let's say all those people were just innocent civilians and even with the people who are left over i think which is like three thousand men like how many of those men that if you're even assuming that every single one of those men were Hamas soldiers. That's 3,000 versus, like, what's the ratio there of people yeah, killed, right? Right. And, of course, a lot a lot of the majority of those men were probably, were regular innocent civilians. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you go on to the Israeli side, if you count even the, the, the 1,400 people, well, actually, let's not count the 1,400 people. If you don't count the people, the, the soldiers that were killed, you just kill the civilians, count the civilians i think it's like 200 or something like that 260 300 and then guess how many civilians have been killed since then since october 7th i honestly don't know none there's been 34 idf soldiers that have been killed since then and those are most likely the people who were trying to invade in gaza so like the numbers aren't adding up here people okay at the end of the day like it's very clear what's going on, but there's no one's going to listen because that's no money in that. That, but also like even uh, the Jewish people who are in Israel who are realizing like what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, right? Like Zionists are not like uh, they don't equate to Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Like they're not they're not hand, they don't go hand in hand. So a lot of Jewish people that are seeing this happening are like, what are you like? This mm-hmm. is not right. And so they are starting to speak up about it, mm-hmm. but they're either killed or jailed yeah, or tortured somehow in Israel and then outside of Israel. You, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about outside of Israel. Let me not make that up. But, but that's like, also not uh, not outside of Israel, but like also 
one part I forgot to mention is that this is all going on in Gaza and the West Bank alone. There's no Hamas in the West Bank. Mm. I think 5,000 plus men, maybe even women and children, have been arrested by oh, yeah, the Israeli government. That. And to the point where, like, there are women being arrested for uh, liking a post oh, on I social media. Too. Yep. And, like, showing their, their heartbreak for their people. They're being arrested for that. So, this is... And there's no Hamas there. So, what's your argument there? Okay? It's, it's, it's very clear what's going on here. But there's still, of course, unfortunately, influencers out there who are supporting this. But what were you saying? Sorry. It's just... I've never... I've never... It's... A lot of this is just very eye-opening to to have something be spelled out so clear to us now. Mm-hmm. And it's like crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And people still are blind to the truth. I think this was all the wake-up call that everyone needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it's know. making people go back as well, right? Because there are like how many wars, the Afghanistan war, the Iraq war. We already knew a lot of those were false uh, wars built on lies. Mm-hmm. But it's more clear how much they were able to influence people's thoughts when it came to to supporting these things don't you remember <laughs> just by making them blind to what's actually going on there's that one conspiracy theory that bush did 9-11 like i still stand by it mm-hmm. and literally we got a dm the other day someone's like can you guys please talk about conspiracy theories i think mm-hmm. that's a whole other episode yeah we'll do one and do our research and like come come prepared but mm-hmm. like that's a big one yeah you know what i mean i think like the people in power Mm -hmm. i saw this quote it's something like those that have that much power and that much wealth are not and we actually had this conversation recent like a couple episodes Mm -hmm. ago about like the like um does money corrupt yeah like yeah someone was saying like people with that much power and that much wealth are Mm -hmm. not good people like they got to their position because they've exploited somebody Mm -hmm. or blackmailed somebody or have some something on someone Mm -hmm. and so it's like why are you expecting you know someone as big as like taylor swift for example to speak up against Mm -hmm. what's been happening ironically enough she hasn't said anything by the way yeah but but the ironic thing about taylor swift is that there's actually recently in Argentina, there's a um, election going on mm. where you have one guy who's essentially like the Trump of Argentina. Mm-hmm. I think I actually wrote it down here. His name is um, Javier Millet. Mm-hmm. He's essentially the Trump. He's like a super far right guy um, on the political spectrum. As At least he's like against pretty much everything that Trump was against. And on the other side, you have basically like your regular liberal democratic person right so a lot of these swifties Mm -hmm. actually because of all the stuff he's saying like he's like anti like abortion and like a lot of these social political things that get young people move uh moving a lot of times they actually built a whole movement to vote for Massa, who's the second guy his name was um sergio Massa to vote for sergio Massa instead without taylor swift saying anything just because they're all fans of the taylor swift and like they know that she supports a certain like ideology they all kind of came together as swifties to make a difference and make like political change in their country and that just shows like even even if you're not saying anything your influence just by what you preach can really make a difference so what what do you think would happen if she actually said something about this 
from what I know about her, and I used to actually be a really big fan, but she almost never speaks up about any political mm-hmm. or global issue. I think the first time she's ever actually made her stance on something was when it I affected her when she was speaking about like the gay rights and stuff. That was the one time she mm-hmm. actually spoke up about it. But other than that, like she doesn't speak about anything politically. She mm-hmm. doesn't even say what party she belongs to or what she supports. Like mm-hmm. nothing. She just like completely removes it. And I think her decision to do that was because as long as you can stay as neutral as possible, you can mm-hmm. kind of cover the grounds for everybody. You know, the minute you state your stance and you say that I'm this, mm-hmm. I think she fears like the loss of the fan support from whatever the opposite side is. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I no, but then wrong. if she came out in support of gay rights, then wouldn't that technically lose her a large um, conservative. conservative audience, which I believe she built her initial like, base off of no like country fans yeah like country fans who are c- traditionally conservative i became a fan of her when she was like just starting out country and i'm i wouldn't say i'm a typical but i i suspect that that's like even before you knew about her mm. in her general area when she was coming up i feel like a lot of those people maybe wouldn't support what she said initially but um maybe she saw that there was a bigger base if she did lean a certain way yeah but I guess this would have to need a bigger base of support before she can actually make a statement like that, which does show that, you know, a lot of people are cowards. So yeah, yeah. It's but that's not, not, that's not, that's not surprising in any way. Right. A lot of people who do hold power, um, are cowards for the most part. And they'll like, they're, they'll do whatever they can to continue holding that power. But that's just how, you know, the cookie crumbles. <laughs> now to, you know, kind of move on mm-hmm. to other news that's been going on. Mm-hmm. News in my kind of my world. Well, sort of. So have you heard about what Mr. Beast recently did in Africa? Well, he did it in uh, Kenya. He essentially built 100 oh, wells yes. Yes, I did in Kenya, right? Yeah. And this guy called it out, too. He came out with a tweet. He, when he posted a video, he's like, watch well, them trying to cancel me for this posted a video 100 wells you know we helped out 100 different communities gave them water for multiple years coming forward going forward and of course the internet tried to cancel them again for what they're like you know this is a whole white savior complex you you oh don't know my if you, were, God. you don't know if you're ruining uh a lot of current initiatives that current activists are trying to work towards in these countries it's like come on guys like you know it doesn't make sense to me yeah People will fight and scream and beg for their biggest influencers to support whatever mm-hmm. tragedy is going on in the world. And the minute they do support it, white savior complex. Mm-hmm. Who cares? He could have been black. Would you say something then? See, He could have been brown. He could have been Latino. He could have been Asian. Mm-hmm. But because he's white, all of a sudden, just because he did something good, it's a white savior complex. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. And the thing is that it's, a lot of people, it's because they don't know what he already does like oh i was gonna say like it has whoever's trying to cancel him mm-hmm. probably doesn't know what his origins are like the premise of his work yeah but unfor- the, the unfortunate thing about the internet is that there's always going to be someone or a, a large group of people who don't who are just getting introduced to this person so like because he did this before he's helped the blind he's helped people getting um leg surgeries and Every time he does something, he comes out of with a video like that because he has a whole channel dedicated to this. So he's always going to get this every time he comes out with a video. There's always that group of people who are introduced to him and feel like and come out with the same things. That's why he tweeted that before he posted the video. 
or when he posted the video because he knew like it's like here we go again this is gonna happen again and it doesn't seem like there's any real solution to that because the internet is so vast yeah that, and, and because he's always going to a different community mm-hmm. that community is probably going to be in, introduced to him for the first time who's calling him a white savior though like who who's people on the internet man i know but is it like one specific group or is it just like everybody i think it's just people who are too twitter brain like they're just chronically on the on well there are also sorry there are also uh political activists in those countries like kenya who are calling him out and saying like we've had initiatives for multiple years trying to accomplish these things and this guy feels like he can come through and just do it all in one day it's like what are the long-term ramifications of this who's going to support this who's how is this going to be um what's going to happen in the next five years with the infrastructure about around this it's like okay he built it this is that whole statement build it and they will come so he built it for them so if you feel like uh he basically did the groundwork for you guys now if you feel like there's going to be issues in the next few years when it comes to infrastructure and supporting this, you can start there. You can start working on plans to how to keep this for a long-term situation. Uh, but they just attack the source of where that came from. Maybe they're just upset because he he has such a large following that when mm-hmm. he put it online, obviously it went viral and he was now known mm-hmm. for building 100 wells. Yeah, it's- Taking the, credit for exactly. their work. That yeah. might be what it is. And it, it, I, I would see that. It can be frustrating if you see someone who's done what you were trying to do. Yeah. In in like one week, what you were trying to do for multiple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That would definitely be um, disheartening. But if your heart is in the right place and you just like, you just want to see better for your people, then mm. you should be able to put your pride aside and then see like okay now how can we build on top of this how can we keep the momentum going um he's because, doing so many good things man may allah guide him to islam yeah imagine all those rewards but also to for that statement of the whole white savior complex is the fact that like he's also done a lot in america that people don't know about mm. like he has multiple food banks across america that he hasn't filmed like he's filmed one of them but he has multiple of them that that are just constantly running they they are getting sourced through his channel and all the money he makes from that channel which is specifically for philanthropy goes towards supporting those food banks and also there are of course donations coming in and everything so there are things that he does do charity wise that he doesn't film and doesn't and doesn't come out with um which kind of uh breaks down not breaks down but it kind of goes against that whole critique of like oh he's just doing this for the cameras and there's a whole white saving complex and all that yeah i mean a, a lot of people say like the true uh what's the word like the sincere donation is done in mm-hmm. secrecy you know like i think i think if we're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt for filming a lot of the good things that he does mm-hmm. is it because he's trying to bring exposure to the struggles of these people so that more people would want to support them mm-hmm. or is he trying to show like hey look at me i'm rich and i'm these are all the things that i'm doing to help the community like you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's it's two different arguments but if you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt i would try and understand it like okay he helped this person or this community mm-hmm. and he's trying to bring exposure to hopefully inspire other people to also continue to assist them or people like them or in similar positions to mm-hmm. that yeah definitely so People as long as people always... are benefiting at the end of the day, I'm all for it. 
of course there's a lot of like maybe political ramifications that might come from it that maybe we don't think about mm. but the people who initially benefited from this and now have a clean source of water i don't think they really care about all that right now as long as he continues to uh not let that stop him from going out and helping as many people as he can then yeah just keep doing it yeah and the last thing i want to talk about here was that the actor's strike is finally over yes it is yeah so like was there did this really affect you any do you feel like this has affected you in any way no i don't even i don't have time to watch tv (laughs) no you 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 guys have time to watch tv y'all have time to watch reality tv okay that's not me though Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch Love Island, that show that comes on every single day. I, I've never watched an episode. Y'all talk about that stuff all the time. No, you say y'all. That's a generalization. I Our hear. friends talk about it. I sit there mm-hmm. just as lost as you are. I don't watch that show. You don't watch any reality shows? No, I've I've watched them in the past, but I'm yeah. saying like since the strike has happened, it literally has not made a dent in my life. Like it has not changed it mm-hmm. because I barely get to watch it now, anyways. Yeah. So I, I I guess for a person who doesn't really watch TV shows and movies, like it doesn't really make a big difference because yeah, like you're it's not like do you have anything you're anticipating from watching? No. Next, see, so it's different, I guess, for because me, saw, I'm like a okay. I saw a post about like Euphoria being um, postponed to like 2025. Yeah, and like I did watch those shows when they were like that show. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it was on, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something that I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for it to come back on. Yeah. I just saw it. I'm like, oh okay. Okay, so I guess this is just something that affects me more than anything. Because <laughs> there's a lot of TV shows that I've been you looking forward to. What? You watch TV? Uh, movies, movies mostly. Oh, okay. But there are like TV shows as well. But when I say TV, like TV is different these days, right? Yeah, streaming. Whatever. Streaming, But even streaming is different. Where like, I'm not waiting for a 24 episode show for the most part now. A lot of the shows that I watch are like maximum six, eight, mm. maybe even 10 if you're lucky episodes so you're usually done with them within a couple hours or or not a couple hours, a few hours so this doesn't really take a lot of investment to get into these shows for the most part yeah but it sucks when you watch six episodes of a show and you're like see you in five years <laughs> like yeah. i'll have i'll have i'll be married and have kids by the time the next season of the show comes out which was going to be the is probably going to be the case because it has delayed so much stuff but i was thinking about like euphoria mm-hmm. and i think they already filmed that se- i think is it season three mm-hmm didn't they film that like two years ago <laughs> or they? last year? And they're not going to show it until two years later? Like I don't know. Because also they lost one of their main actors, right? The I think his name was like August something. Oh, um, yeah. The guy who looks like Mac Miller. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. they both passed away early. Yeah, yeah. Oh and from very similar reasons, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So he passed away. And there are they kind of did leave it very ambiguous on whether not sort of ambiguous on whether or not he survived at the end of the season two finale i don't remember what happened it's been so long uh-huh. remember uh, i don't know if this is spoiler oh, no, I doubt yeah well spoiler. i guess too late now uh or it's really late now but um essentially like someone ratted on them on their house being uh, mm-hmm. uh their them being drug dealers yeah and the cops tried to come in and bust down their doors and they started shooting. Well, the small kids started shooting back, and he ended up getting killed. The little kid? Yeah. Why don't I remember that? You don't remember that? He like no. shot the cop and in the house, and they started shooting at everyone. And August was—I think his name was August. I can't remember his name now. But he was on the floor, 
And oh. like, I think he was shot in the stomach. So yeah, so there was a lot going on. Okay. And he was about to go to prom because he was wearing a suit. You don't remember all this? No. Yeah, it was a while ago. I got to watch it again. Yeah. But you know what? None of that matters to you. Okay. The strike's over. Hopefully we'll get our shows in the next three years. Three we'll, years? We'll see. You know, I'll be watching with my kid on my lap by the time so they you're come t- out. Are you trying to tell us something? What? That I have an, a, a child on the a way? A child on the way. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, it's like, if and I'm have, here as a father. If I don't have a child in the next three years, like, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with me? Okay. It's not like you are giving birth. What? It's not like you are giving birth. So really, it's yeah. like if you don't have a wife by then... Oh, yeah, exactly. See, so... If I don't have a husband by then, y'all can <laughs> fully attack me. Like, I give you permission in three years if we're still oh doing God. this podcast, okay, inshallah. Y'all can bully episode. me. Okay. You can literally bully me. We'll I'll dig deeper you. into that later. Okay, for now, <laughs> we have a protest to get to. So we're going to see y'all later. Before we go, what? I was going to say, do you guys like our sweaters? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Hassan Phils. Yeah, friend of the show. Had him on before. Check we out that episode. Back. Yeah, we might have him back. We'll yeah. see. Uh, but until then, we got to go. So we'll see y'all later. Don't forget to subscribe oh, and yeah. follow us and like this video and comment. We love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.